On this AirCheck episode, we invite you to be our guest to the audio version of our Facebook Live video. Rich and I sit down to talk with you about AirCheck Season 1, its origins, development, our Season 1 guests, favorite moments, and the reveal for Season 2. And away we go. Welcome to AirCheck Season 2, a podcast about radio's personality. From radio personalities, managers, consultants, owners, and your most humble hosts from Philadelphia, Rich DeSisto and Paul Kelly. Well, here we are. Thanks for being here. I'm Paul Kelly. Hey, I'm Rich DeSisto. Thanks, guys, for joining us on our Facebook Live. We've kind of modified the audio a little from the original video broadcast to satisfy a little more theater of the mind for this air check episode. And technically, this episode can be considered episode one of our new season, but it's really a rewind and a fast forward as season two is here. So with that being said, season two, episode two is our second part of the air check session we did with Danny Bonaducci. And what a season one, right, Paul? Yeah, we had a lot of fun with season one. And and Rich, I I guess we should probably re-explain uh, the origins of the AirCheck podcast that well, you came up with, the concept development. I mean, uh, we had many beverages, uh, many breakfasts, uh, sitting in a, a diner in Cherry Hill, coming through these ideas. Why don't you share a little bit of you know what your original thought was to me about this? Yeah, well, I, I had an idea a little over a year ago that I wanted to launch a podcast, but I didn't know what about I wanted to present the content from an expert point of view, and I started to think about all the storytelling that we do as on-air personalities uh, on the radio about things that we've experienced. And sometimes those stories end up being told to our family and friends. Paul and I go back 30 plus years as friends. We met working on the radio in Atlantic City at WZXL, and he and I constantly tell those stories, some good, some not so good. Uh, And we're not alone either. Uh, All of us in radio tell those stories of of interviewing musicians or backstage encounters, good or bad promotions. So that's where this thing came from. And the term air check, by the way, is the process by which you as a radio personality uh, record your show for your own benefit and also for the program director to uh, sit you down and uh, and listen and grade your work. So that's kind of uh, the play on what we're doing here. And our goal is to each uh, is to offer up each episode of air check uh, uh, the podcast uh, to listeners that not only are in the radio business or were in the radio business, but that are not in the radio business, but still interested uh, in hearing about these once in a lifetime experiences that the radio industry uh, does create. Paul, you have a great reference as to how we kind of present this of an old TV show back in the 70s. Yeah, WKRP in Cincinnati was a, a television show that people in the radio and record industry loved. And there's plenty of other people that were not in the radio and record industry that also loved it. And so that's the level of uh, relativity or explainability is uh, how we want these episodes to be. So the people that are in radio, they know it, they love it, they understand it. And for people that aren't in radio, they're still going to enjoy these stories that happened inside the walls of the radio station. Rich, you left out a huge chunk Uh of uh, the origin and the concept of this thing. Rich leans across the table to me in this diner and says, I really need to learn about podcasting. I really don't know anything about it. So this polished product that you guys have seen has come from square one where neither of us, and I still know next to nothing about podcasting. Rich has done tons of homework, research, watching videos, uh, conceptually uh, crafting this thing and putting it all together from not knowing anything about podcasting. How many months ago before we even got into this thing, Rich, have you learned anything yet? No. (laughs) 
Um, so, you know, kudos to Rich for for uh, being the, the strong backbone in this uh, whole Air Check podcast, uh, if you will. Um, well, thanks, Paul. But, you, you've done a big part uh, as well in, in the planning and the storyboarding and soliciting and getting our guests in line and and helping out with, uh, you know, all, all the stuff that, that goes on in the, in the behind the scenes that a lot of people, again, aren't really uh, aware of if you're not in radio as to how these things are planned out. There's a lot of stuff going on here for a 40 minute to an hour episode as, as you guys get to hit play and listen to it and enjoy. So yeah, thank you, Paul, for your contribution as well. Hey, it's been fun. Let, let's talk about uh, some of the guests that we had in season one. I mean, uh, some were coworkers, some were friends of friends of friends that we were able to connect with. Um, Cousin Ed, Danny Bonaducci, Eddie Trunk, Keith Roth, Neil Mursky, Nina yeah. Blackwood. Rich, you, you worked with Cousin Ed here in uh, Philadelphia, WISP. And with each of these episodes that aired uh, during season one, you and I each have favorite moments that happened during each, each of these interviews, as the guests did as well. Uh, why don't you start with Cousin Ed? What, uh, what, what jumps out at you from that episode? Well, the, the story that Cousin Ed, uh, that I actually have a part in, actually, uh, is the story about Metallica. Uh, Cousin Ed was the uh, resident Metallica fan, other than Matt and Huggy on YSP back in those days, <laughs> uh, the mandatory Metallica feature and all that. But uh, Cousin Ed had an opportunity to go out to uh, Metallica headquarters out in California during the St. Anger uh, sessions. Uh, and he was uh, asked to go out there and, and interview the band, um, for more of a, a national kind of presentation. Um, but while he was out there, not only did he get to interview the band, each member of Metallica, but he was also invited to uh, go and sit in on rehearsals. And, uh, and that, that story is always cool. Right before you go into this garage-esque studio, there's a big thing on the wall, box, and it's full of earplugs. And it says, you know, please put these on before entering. And I was not about to do that. If, if I ever wanted any type of music, especially Metallica in its purest form, it was that moment right there. Yeah, right? <laughs> Cousin Ed was great. Danny Bonaducci was somebody else that we had on uh, during season one. Actually, uh, we scored a two-part episode out of Danny. He was really fun, genuine, and you know, one of the stories he told, which is uh, a lot of what his show was, was a lot of stunting and pranking and things like that. And this uh, was an event that happened inside the radio station he worked at in Chicago, the Loop, W-L-U-P. Uh, Chicago is known for loops. Uh, their highways are loops and things like that. So this radio stations called the loop anyway the parking garage was this i don't know 10 or 15 story building that was uh, circular driveways all the way down all the way down and he used to leave the air shift every day to see how fast he could get from the top floor to the bottom and scare the hell out of people and he had a, another dj that worked at the station that said you can't scare me so anyway he brought him along for a ride and uh, he called it car e -Oki. so i got him in the car and we started going Fairly fast, not as fast as I could, but pretty fast. And he kept saying things like, see, 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 I'm not screaming, I'm not screaming. We come around the last loop, and there's some lady pushing a baby carriage, which I then hit. <laughs> he starts flipping out, screaming, and he's out of his mind. At the time, it was my wife with a doll in the carriage. Doesn't even scratch the surface, man. We've got a lot more uh, from Danny Bonaducci's air check session. We're pretty excited about that. Uh, one, one of our guests from season one, uh, I'm, I'm still overwhelmed that we had, uh, we had a connection to get her on uh, season one. Uh, as, as a big MTV fan, uh, Paul and I both remember when it was when it launched. But we had one of the five original VJs 
uh, Nina Blackwood. They had chartered some buses and uh, took us to this, uh, you know, funky bar in New Jersey. And thank <laughs> in that room and the anticipation was like nothing I've ever experienced prior or after. And when that, um, you know, the, the beginning, the da, 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 and that rocket went off. I mean, there were tears, there were yells, you know, it was like a baby being born uh, for all these people, many of whom had worked on MTV for months and months and months. And finally, you know, everything was coming to this fruition. So they couldn't see the launch in New York City because the cable company didn't have it or they didn't have cable, something to that effect. So they, they got bussed from New York City to uh, uh, this little... A, a dive bar in Jersey. The other thing about uh, a lot of the guests we have and people in radio already know and people that aren't in radio may not know, radio is very tightly connected. Everybody seems to know everybody in one way, shape, or form. And one of our other guests, Neil Mursky, also happened to work at MTV somewhere along his career path, actually uh, in the early days when Nina was there. Neil, um, a rock radio programmer, uh, did a lot of great rock radio stations in Florida, then came into Philadelphia as well as uh, Kansas City. And Neil's episode is so chock full of stories. Um, one of my favorites was uh, him talking with Bon Scott uh, prior to Highway to Hell being released. This is just uh, how many days or weeks before Highway to Hell's coming out. And Neil catches him backstage on his way to the stage to sing a show. And Neil catches him to talk for uh, a few minutes about the tour and the upcoming album. ACDC was on the bill, and this was just maybe a month or two before the release of Highway to No, a couple of months before the release of Highway to Hell. And I just caught Bond backstage before he went on, and he was a fun guy, and he was really excited about this new album was going to come out and make him a millionaire. And uh, a couple of months later, he was gone. You mentioned uh, my time with Cousin Ed at YSP. Neil actually hired me at YSP back in uh, 1996. So another connection uh, through the years of, uh, you know, our contemporaries being on here. And if we can add one more to the list, Eddie Trunk and I have a history together. Perfect. 4.3 in New York City when it was the pure rock format. Um, and uh, now, of course, Eddie has gone on to do uh, much bigger things. Uh, you know, we all know about the metal show that was on VH1, and now he's all over Sirius XM radio. Here's a little bit of Eddie talking about being handed for the very first time a, a debut album from a band that turned into be a powerhouse. We brought him up with Cousin Ed. Uh, well, let, listen to it for yourself, and you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, Johnny showed up at the door unannounced with a bag under his arm, and I said, what are you doing here, man? What's going on? And uh, he said to me, uh, I, I got a band I need you to play. I, I need people to hear this band. I can't get arrested with them. I put my whole life on the line, my money on the line, my house on the line for this band. I need to tell them they got played on the radio. I was like, well, leave it. I'll check it out after you leave. I'll let you know what I think. And he goes, no, no, you don't understand. I need you to play it now. And I said, go okay, what is this band? And the record he pulled out was Metallica Kill Em All. Another connection you're talking about as we keep the connections rolling here, none of this is planned, obviously, <laughs> um, is Keith Roth. And Keith Roth, also an air talent on Sirius XM, but also uh, has that New Jersey rock blood in him. 
and uh, works at 95.9 The Rat in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, where he does a Sunday night show, The Electric Ballroom. The show has garnered such a magnetic attraction to artists that are in the area, the proximity to New York City. Uh, Keith, also being a musician, uh, has that uh, connection to the music industry as well, that the artists will show up in the studio. And this is a live show on a Sunday night from 8 until 10-ish, 11-ish, whatever. Uh, on this particular night, John Entwistle of The Who shows up uh, with his own uh, blend of coffee that, uh, that Keith decided to join him on. The first night that he came down, he came in Sunday night, middle of winter, and um, he asked if uh, he can make, you know, is there a place to make coffee? And Amy fired up a pot of coffee, and when the coffee was brewed, John Entwistle opened up a bottle of cognac and poured the whole bottle into the coffee, stirred it up, added some milk and sugar, and handed me a cup, <laughs> and I felt really good. And then uh, it was, <laughs> by the second cup, I literally needed have you know, after they had left and everything, I needed someone to, uh, to pick me up because, I mean, it, you know, John Entwistle's a complete professional, and, you know, I never had cognac coffee with milk and sugar, but, you know, John liked the party, but, you know, you never knew he was um, feeling it. As uh, Rich had mentioned, you know, we're, we're looking for more. If you'd like to be part of uh, future seasons, you're you're in the industry, you had been in the industry, you've got a, a story to tell, whether it's, you know, like we say, from the company Christmas party or the company softball game or something that happened inside the station. Sometimes the stories that happen off air are just as funny as the ones that happen on the air. Uh, but the email address to get to us is aircheckme at gmail.com mm -hmm. and uh, season one available rich let them know how they can get to season one season one is available at apple podcast google podcast also spotify and you can ask your smart speaker to play air check podcast rich why don't you continue with the rest of it yeah, well, we jump right back into season two with part two of our session with Danny Bonaducci. He's six feet tall and 200 pounds, and I'm five foot six, and at the time I fought him, I was 158. So theoretically, he was in charge of the fight, if you will. So when I saw how terrified uh, Barry Williams, Greg Brady was, I tried to carry him, but he's so much bigger than me, the audience could tell him they started booing, and when they started booing, I just dropped him. He hits the floor, they drag him to his corner, we wait a minute, two minutes, whatever, and then they say, how you feeling? He goes, oh, I'm all right. And they said, good, and they threw him back in the ring. Uh, we're also thrilled to have 43-year rock radio veteran Debbie Calton. I ended up staying in Philadelphia for 36 years, which is amazing to me, because Philadelphia can be tough, you know, on newcomers, you know? The fact that I was embraced over the years by tried and true, died in the wolf Philadelphians, Philadelphians, <laughs> you know, really meant so and still means so much to me. And the funny continues in season two of Air Check. We have shock jock kid Chris. I ended up just sending in bits to Casey to see what would happen. And then one night, you know, because on the West Coast, Stern would air live from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Then they would start it over for drive time. I got a call at like four in the morning from the board ops screaming at me into the phone. He's like, Stern's playing your O.J. Simpson prank calls. And I was like, oh, my God. And I remember jumping up and going, what? Is, this is insane. We also have Lori Lloyd. No, wait. No, we have Randy. No, wait. We have Andy Summers. No, wait. We have Anita Wad. She was on the air all over the country. 
hugely successful, now a uh, media consultant, Lori Lewis. If I hid Robin Thicke tickets on my radio station's website and I asked my afternoon job to say, hey, look, we just hid tickets. On the, if, you, if you click around and you find them, the first person to find the tickets wins them. And I would sit back, like most program directors would never do this. I sat back and watched how many people would log on to the website after she said that. The numbers weren't weighted, it was real. I started getting fascinated with it, um, so much so that I knew I had to be honest with myself. And that's where it became my future. And continuing the theme of consultants, uh, we've got a radio consultant extraordinaire and former radio programmer, and if we can add, the inventor of the classic rock format, Fred Jacobs. We really had a lot of fun. I mean, back then, the radio station was very much a reflection of who you were as a person. Uh, when I programmed in Detroit, there were really four rock stations, and that was the case in a lot of markets. I mean, Philly was like that, Chicago was like that big markets had three or four stations that were all kind of similar in that they played rock and they had personalities. So you really had to be a great radio station to stand out and win in that environment. We even found an owner that would come on and, <laughs> and tell some stories with us. He started out as a DJ in the early days of Baltimore. He was on television in Baltimore. He's in the Country Radio Hall of Fame. He invented the froggy country radio format. And we're thrilled to have with us the uh, owner, president, operator of Forever Media, Kirby Con. Um, Kirby, there's somebody on the phone from Capitol Records. They need somebody to MC some gig. I don't know. And the guy said, uh, this is Bill Turner from Capitol Records. Uh, we've got an act coming in. We're wondering, you know, all the other DJs are busy. The guys who are the famous guys on the on our station. And, uh, you know, would you be available? And I said, yeah, I, I think I'm available. I said, fine. We'll send you a contract with $200. The, would that be adequate? Yes, sir. That would be that would be wonderful. Thank you. So I ran up, called the program director, a guy named Johnny Dark. And I said, Johnny, I got my first gig. He said, what is it? I, I, I don't know, Johnny. I got really excited. I'll have to call the guy back. I called Bill Turner back and I said, what is it? He said, you haven't heard of him. He said, but they're big in England. They're called the Beatles. Wow. Another season of Air Check is here. A podcast about radio's personality from radio personalities. Remember, you can download or stream every episode of Air Check, season one or season two on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. You can also uh, tell your smart speaker to play Air Check Podcast. We appreciate your feedback too, so please subscribe and, and give us a great rating. I'm Rich DeSisto. I'm Paul Kelly. Until next time. Talk to you soon. See ya. Appreciate you sitting in for this episode of Air Check. A podcast about radio's personality from radio personalities. We're into season two and more on the way for you. Got questions, comments, or want to be on an upcoming episode? Email aircheckme at gmail.com. Musical props go to Chris Gordon. Announcer props. <laughs> That's me, Greg O'Brien, the OB. Aircheck seasons one and two available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You can also listen on your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play AirCheck Podcast. Or, OK, Google, play AirCheck Podcast. AirCheck is the creation of RDPK Productions.